Immunologist, we are sleepwalking into a COVID disaster. We post this warning from a doctor who works with COVID patients in Sydney about a possible super spreader event when people gather together at Christmas and end of year's events. We caution that there are some assumptions made in this broadcast about Omicron where sufficient information is not yet available to test the doctor's prognosis thoroughly. Personally, I am happy to forgo Christmas. At the very least, I think it should be an outdoor event where possible. On Saturday the 18th of December, I tried to get a booster shot from my local medical centre, but they were understaffed and put me off till the 12th of January 2022, and perhaps are even running short of vaccine. There are many questions left unanswered. How much are the local medical centres being paid to administer the vaccines? What is the data that health ministers rely upon when they predict future case numbers? Why do we have doctors coming out but the profession as a whole remaining quiet? Let's listen now to Dr. Dan Suan. He is an MBBS and has a PhD as a clinical immunologist. Sydney is sleepwalking into a catastrophic disaster in January if we don't do something about it right now. I'm a clinical immunologist. That's what I do. Uh, I'm also an immunopathologist uh, and I work at one of Sydney's biggest hospitals. Uh, And I did a PhD in uh, the immune system response to vaccination. That's what I did. Uh, We've all had a different pandemic. From my chair, I've been involved in some public health things. I've looked after COVID patients. Uh, I've run a COVID ward. I've helped to try and study why some people get severe COVID. And of course, as an immunologist, we've been involved in the vaccine rollout uh, and dealing with side effects and problems with the vaccine. My point is that uh, I have a very interesting perspective. I can see the pandemic from the public health population level all the way down to the molecular level, and it's very important. I'm going to tell you three things about Omicron, then I'm going to tell you a story about Christmas, and then we're going to decide together what we want the ending of that story to look like. Our first problem with Omicron is that it is much more contagious than Delta or anything else we've seen before. The mutations in the virus mean that it is able to stay in the air much longer. And the consequence of that is that one person can infect many more people. I really want you to think about that in the coming week and especially at Christmas. I'll put it to you this way. If you're in a room with another person and they have Omicron, they're breathing, talking, there is Omicron in the air. That's that's the take home message. The second problem with Omicron is that it can infect virtually everybody. So when we're thinking about the problem, the question from a population perspective is, who's at risk of catching Omicron? The answer to that question in Sydney is almost everybody, and here is why. The only people that are really, really protected from Omicron infection uh, are people who have a normal immune system and have been triple vaccinated. That group of people are quite protected from uh, infection from Omicron. Everybody else is not. So if you're immunocompromised and you got three doses, I don't think you fall into a well-protected category. If you've only had two doses, I don't think you fall into a well-protected category. We've seen uh, Omicron breakthrough, those infection, uh, those vaccinated patients across overseas. 
And of course, the kids under 12 are completely unvaccinated. So my point is, is that even though we've hit 95% double vaxxed, uh, right? Which protects us against Delta, virtually the entire Sydney population is at risk of catching Omicron, okay? Easy. That's a problem. The third problem is the one we've been debating for days, which is severity. It's very important in science to be honest when we don't know. The Omicron outbreak is so early, we're not 100% certain what the impact of Omicron is on disease severity. Our best estimate at the moment is that the vaccines drop from giving you about 90% protection from severe disease, hospitalization and death down to about 70%. Now that doesn't seem like a lot until you run the numbers. So I'll just give you a hypothetical. There were 2,400 cases uh, of COVID today. Let's just round that to 2,000. Now, uh, if nobody was vaccinated, 2,000 people infected, we would expect 10% or 200 people to come to hospital, okay? If you're fully vaxxed, if the entire population is fully vaxxed, that number comes down from 200 to 20 because there's a 90% reduction in severe disease and hospitalization. If the vaccines lose some efficacy, say they drop from 90 to 70%, then that number goes up to 60, from 20 to 60 people. So out of 2,000 people, we now have an estimate of say 60 people needing to come to hospital. Now that does not sound like a lot, but Minister Hazard this week told us that Omicron is spreading so quickly, right? and so many people are at risk of catching it, that we may end up with 25,000 cases a day by January, mid-January. So if 2,000 people give you 60 admissions, 25,000 people will give you 750 admissions to hospital. Go back to Delta. When we had the Delta wave, the peak, the peak hospital admission in that outbreak was 1,200 people in New South Wales. And now I'm talking about 750 people a day. In two days, that's 1,500, and so forth and so forth. You can start to see the problem. Even if Omicron is slightly less severe, right, which there's no good evidence for, and even if vaccination does what we need it to do, which is to reduce severity, the loss of that efficacy caused by the variant is still going to cause us a massive problem. Omicron may be slightly less severe, but if the outbreak is huge and you put those two things together, the big problem wins. We'll still have a huge number of people needing to be hospitalized and it will overwhelm the hospital system easily. This time, it won't just be Westmead and Liverpool, it will be all hospitals across Sydney. So that's the problem. It's a problem of pure math. Those three facts have a vast impact on the story I'm about to tell you. We have six days until Christmas morning. If we continue to behave like we have been in the last two weeks, you can see how steep the Omicron case curve is, right? So you can expect if we keep our behavior the same, that curve to continue to climb, right? Easy. 
2,400 cases today really means that there are several thousand more people already infected. They just haven't tested positive yet. So if we don't change our behavior, we could get to Christmas morning with 8,000, 10,000 or more Omicron positive people in the community. It's possible. On Christmas Day, most of us plan to get together with family and friends. The people who are passing Omicron to each other at the moment are probably younger, healthier people who are being more social. And they're probably not symptomatic. A lot of them will be asymptomatic or have a mild infection. The problem on Christmas Day is you walk into your family's household and grandma and grandpa are there, your parents are there, your aunt who has cancer is there, the kids are there. And as I discussed with you before, virtually everybody can catch Omicron. We risk turning Christmas Day into a simultaneous super spreader event all across Sydney in thousands of households. That's the problem. And if everybody catches Omicron on Christmas Day, then there will be a hospital-based disaster by early January because all the infections happen at the same time. And we know what happens when a huge number of people attempt to try to get a hospital bed at the same time. They can't get the care that they need and the death toll starts to climb far higher than it should be. If there is a big Omicron outbreak, your healthcare workers will also be infected. In the UK, 10% of hospital staff are down, right? And so when we're attempting to deal with this potential outbreak in January, it will most likely be with the context that a lot of staff are at home isolating because of Omicron themselves. Kids appear to be more affected by Omicron. In the original description in South Africa, 10% of the children, 10% uh, of the admissions to hospital are children, including kids under five. Now, the honest truth is, is that it's too early for us to know what proportion or what number of kids we might expect uh, with Omicron to come to hospital, but we know it's going to be higher than the other variants. And we know that all the kids under 12 are unvaccinated. We're going to have a huge outbreak, but you make a decision not to do anything about it. In that scenario, we can expect a huge outbreak, a hospital-based disaster in January. And the most likely outcome is the government will be forced to go back to the lockdown. The UK is already struggling. The hospitals are full. 10% of the staff are down. They're running out of ambulances. Uh, Denmark has a problem. It's starting to see European countries uh, increase restrictions. America, with its very low vaccination rate, is about to have an Omicron catastrophe. I'll tell you the same thing I told you uh, in March 2020. There's no crystal ball. There is only a direct relationship between our actions as a community and the outcome for Sydney and New South Wales. Number one, put your mask back on indoors. Anytime you're indoor, you should be wearing a mask. This is an extremely contagious airborne variant. Number two, reconsider uh, your events for the, for the uh, upcoming week. The third thing, if you have any symptoms, you must get tested. You must get tested and isolate. If you test positive, unfortunately, the government has removed contact tracing. So you now have to do your own contact tracing. You are New South Wales Health Contact Tracing, right? You've got to ring everybody that you were in contact with and tell them to go and get tested and to isolate tested. Number four, if you are due your booster, for goodness sake, go and get it done right now. Number five, you need to talk to your family about Christmas. You need to think about who's coming. Uh, are there elderly people coming? Are there 
uh, vulnerable people coming, you need to talk about how to make your Christmas COVID safe. Can you move it outdoors? That's much safer. Can you find a way for all of you to be tested before you meet, either via a PCR test or a rapid antigen test, or both if you are a high-risk person? You need to really think through how to use technology and how to use the things that we know work, right? Masking, distancing, to protect your family at Christmas. Very simple. One final point. I asked myself how we could possibly do any more. We've been through so much. Everyone has sacrificed so much. We've worked so hard. And what I'm telling you is that we're at risk of throwing it all away now because the Omicron variant is so contagious and can escape our vaccine. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. And although Spring is like on Jupiter and Mars.